0: Welcome to the Quantum Biology Collective podcast, where we break down the practical strategies of this emerging science, starting with healthy light habits and going wherever the quantum superhighway takes us. This is your host, Meredith Oak, and we'd also love to hear from you. Visit www.quantumbiologycollective.org and click QBC Newsletter to join the conversation. A major focus of this podcast is exploring the difference between healthy light and toxic light. As the research piles up, this is becoming a major health issue of our time. If you haven't listened to episode number 38 with Dr. Martin Moore Ede, where he breaks down exactly how bad lighting contributes to all chronic illness, definitely check that out. So now that we've established that artificial light at night is a toxin, the biggest question is, what do we do? In this episode, we dive into one of the most frequently asked questions. If these bright white LEDs are so bad, what light bulbs should I use? Here to give us the answer is Daniel Ebbett, the founder of Block Blue Light, a company that specializes in circadian-friendly lighting solutions. Daniel also transformed his own personal health by optimizing his light environment. Enjoy. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Daniel Abbott, welcome to the Quantum Biology Collective podcast. It is a pleasure to have you here.
1: Amazing to be here. Um, yeah, really excited to just um, dive into all things uh, light and health.
0: Amazing. So yes, one of the most frequently asked questions that I encounter is, you know, about light bulbs. Obviously, when you start talking about light, that's the first thing that comes up. So we're going to dive into light bulbs in this episode. Um And not we're not talking about like therapeutic light or red light therapy. We're talking about like light bulbs when you walk in your house and you need to see and you turn on a light switch. We're talking about those kind of light bulbs or if you're going to bed reading before bed and you need to be able to see your book, not your iPad, um, what to use. So that's sort of that's what we're talking about today. So, Daniel, tell us you're the founder of BlockBlueLight.com you make these yes. amazing light bulbs. Um they're really good and we actually had someone in our in our group chat of the quantum biology collective someone had been recommended a light bulb company and they were like is this good and then someone else came back in and they were using your light bulbs as the standard benchmark and they're like they're okay but they're not as good as
1: <laughs> they're
0: not as good as Daniels. So you do it was just a nice reaffirmation that you make a really high quality product. So how did you get into this game? How did you end up being someone who makes circadian friendly light bulbs? <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I'd like to say that I, that was always what I've been doing. Um you know, career and, and lighting and health, but um now my my um story is actually well it actually came out of a own personal need, right? So mm-hmm. my my career was actually in IT. So I went to university, um had these big aspirations of uh, climbing the corporate ladder and just you know getting a big job and, and in the big city and, and doing that sort of thing and so I um I moved over to Sydney Australia and, and mm-hmm. started my career there and at the time I was a I, I would consider that I was quite I considered myself like into health and well being like I was in the gym I was competing in powerlifting at at the national level over there wow. and so sort of like was taking quite like fitness and um. And diet quite seriously, um, but I guess I wasn't considering other aspects of health, like like stress and all the other things that I've mm-hmm. um, since learned about. So um, as soon as I got into the sort of the office environment, so um, working on screens all day under fluorescent lighting, and then being the graduate, um, I got lumped with all the kind of out of hours work. So I'd have to come mm-hmm. on and log back on at like eleven o'clock at night, and be on screens for another like hour or so um, before I go to bed. So my lifestyle was quite interesting. I'd be getting up at like 6 a.m. in the office kind of before the sun rises under artificial light on screens and under uh, fluorescent lighting all day. Then I'd leave the office at like six thirty seven p.m. p.m. Um, so it's dark. I haven't really been outside in natural light. And I go into the gym and train for an hour again under artificial light. Then I go home and I work on a screen again. <laughs> and it's just like rinse and repeat, right? And so it didn't actually take that long until I started to get quite severe insomnia and quite um, severe migraine attacks. And right. for me, this was like quite new and bizarre. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like I'm, I absolutely could make no connection between the environment that I was living in and that actually yeah. impacting my health. I was like, oh, maybe I'm not dieting well enough or maybe I'm not training hard enough, you know, because yeah. I'm like, those are the things. Uh, yeah, because
0: it, it's it's really mind boggling because you're young, you're super fit, like you're doing all the things people have always done. You're going to work, you're working out, you're working out and it's like, but everything's kind of falling apart that might
1: yeah and yeah, yeah without
0: that piece of the puzzle it is really really perplexing
1: yeah and so I, I kind of did what most people would do is I went to my like general practitioner mm-hmm. doctor, right and I was like hey I can't sleep and like I've got severe migraines and stuff during the day and they just went through this we kind of just went around in circles with like a whole cocktail of different prescription drugs all right like and then it was like off label to like antipsychotics and antidepressants and then it was like oh god i know and i was like so it's like okay
0: well we'll give you this to sleep and then we'll give you this for your migraines and then we'll give you this because for what like the the side effects the side effects effects of doing that
1: yeah and like Honestly, it just made me feel like I was just a zombie and drugged out. And I was like, I'm not even like sleeping. I'm kind of like just being tranquilized and then waking up <laughs> yeah. feeling like so much worse. And like over time, like you know, this is a like kind of six six to seven month journey of this. And just at that point, I'm like, okay, I had to give up the gym. Like I had to give up powerlifting. I was just like barely trying to keep it together at work. And I kind of went back to the doctor after none of all this had work. And I just remember them being like wow like it's in your head like there's no there's no explanation Brandon, that oh, you're like no. young healthy guy like yeah you this is this is a psychological issue like and I was like nah that I don't accept that like because I was like oh, wow. I know what it, I knew what it felt like to feel good and now I don't feel good and I feel like I'm not living these really unhealthy lifestyle like how does that make yeah. how does that make sense right so I so their
0: response is like, we don't have an answer. It doesn't make sense based on what we know. So you must be crazy.
1: <laughs> pretty much, you know. And, and maybe, most, and I, I was I was like, well, I don't accept that, right? So like, yeah. I was like, well, I'm not coming back to see you again. Like you, you, <laughs> and that's, I guess, and this is quite earlier on, like, you know, we're talking in 2014 uh, like sort of thing. Um, yeah. So like, we didn't have... So much information readily available to us. There wasn't always podcasts around, like yeah. i I was like, in the infancy. I remember maybe I just started listening to like Dave Asprey's like first season of his yeah. podcast. So it was like just that was the
0: like yeah, that I think we we're all drinking bulletproof coffee yeah. around that. Time. I was like, yeah, yep, I was like
1: putting <laughs> butter in my coffee. I was like, I'm look yeah. how cool I am, right? Like um, <laughs> And then, yeah, then I actually stumbled upon Jack Cruz, believe it or not, like yeah. back in the early day and I bought his book. And then I was just like, this is really interesting concept. I've just never like, heard about anything around like light and and impacting our biology and um, what you eat and different times of the seasons and all this sort of stuff. But I was just like, uh, at this point, I still had made no connection. It was actually my issues, but I was like so intrigued by like a completely flipping what I believe is like what you need to do to maintain optimal health will be, you know, live an optimal life. Um, Cause I was sort of, again, it was exercise and diet. And I was like, hold on a minute. Like this guy here is like paying out all the diet gurus saying they've got it all wrong. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> okay, well let's, let's actually, I'm listening here. And so that's when I started to just to apply some of his concepts or, you know, just particularly around the sort of a light I've been exposed to and trying to uh, bring myself back and, bit more of an alignment to like a more natural lifestyle in terms of light exposure so you know I started to actually go outside a lot during the daytime as much as I could um and then um the, the concept of blue light, blue light blocking glasses didn't really exist back then so I kind mm-hmm. of like searched around the internet on Amazon Amazon doesn't even exist in Australia so I had to like sh- shop on Amazon US and found like the pair of like the UVX glasses and ordered them and and started playing around with with that as well and at that point, I was like, holy shit, this is the first time in like over a year I've seen like some positive change, right? From something, right. tried all these other things, been to all the doctors, and it was all just going the other way. And it, this is the first time I've seen something move in the positive direction. So I'm just going to keep doing more of this and learning more of right. like all the this sort of stuff. And I guess so I got. Bringing
0: your, bringing, being mindful of your light environment was the first thing to move the needle
1: in terms yeah, of and particularly at, night, yeah. particularly at night right because i was like oh my god i'm just like in my room like on my screens and like all the lights on I'm on the screen and then like till like midnight and then i right one no wonder i'm sitting there just like looking at the ceiling trying to sleep at like 2 in the morning right it's just like yeah so like just being able to like still obviously i've still got a career i've still got to make a living but how can i actually alter the lifestyle using different techniques, like putting on a pair of glasses to block out the blue light mm-hmm. when I'm working at night um, was, was like the game changer for me. Like, and it was, then it was like, okay, well, that was like step one. It's like, okay, well, what about getting up and seeing sunrise in the morning and like actually getting a light exposure before I go into the office and start doing work during the day? What about then going out, you know, and then I was like, okay, well, let's start to incorporate like micro breaks during the day. So I'm going outside every two hours sort of thing, even just for five minutes. Yeah. Um, it was these sort of things that really started to move the needle significantly for me. And it's not like it was it was an instant change overnight because I mean, like, um, con- it takes your circadian rhythm time to entrain itself. So to act- and unravel um, significant um, sleep deprivation over m- many many months um, yeah. causes hormonal dysregulation, disc- right? So that needed to undo itself as well. So it was a long journey back into optimal health, but um it definitely for me was like like uh, like uh, this is the um this is the cause like I had no doubt about it and then it was like I was just so like I just couldn't believe like it was such a something so basic right like yeah wearing a pair of like 20 dollars like safety glasses was like the was the solution versus like these prescription drugs and all these like Mm-hmm. So so-called experts in the industry, they could like not even t- like then turn around and tell me that it's in my head, right? I'm like, yeah. And that's why I was like so obsessed with it by this point. I'm like, holy shit! Like yeah. I can't like, I'm gonna talk about this. Like, why does no one know? Like, you know? Yeah, like, and and that's what
0: happens. Does that's what <laughs> happened to me too. And it's like it. It wasn't just like, oh, it took me a while to find this. I was like, people were telling me, oh, your, your labs are fine. You're fine. Like everything's fine. Like there's nothing else to look at. You've done your food. You've done your movement, you've done your supplements. That's the end of the story. And then to find out it's not the end of the story. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it really does light a fire. Yeah. (laughs) So just for, for our newer listeners, tell us a little bit about what happens when we are say, you know, working on our laptop at 11 o'clock at night with all of the light bulbs on overhead lights on, like, what is, what is that doing to our system?
1: Yeah, sure. So I guess if we just look at look at different spectrums of light um, and and how they interact with the, us. So in our eyes, um, it's been known for a long time, we've got receptors that allow us to see. So they're visual receptors called rods and cones. And it wasn't until like the late 1990s, around 99, I think they discovered uh, a new type of receptor, other receptors in the eyes, which are non, non-visual photoreceptors. And they are called melanopsin receptors. And what they do is they respond to different wavelengths of light and they will uh, send certain signals into our brain. So particularly they activate strongest under the blue light frequencies. And so what that means is um, in nature, we are the only um, natural source of blue light is the sun. So uh, essentially our biology is wired through this um, melanopsin receptor pathway in our eyes to take in um, blue light during the daytime. Uh, send a signal into our brain to so mm-hmm. essentially um, regulate our our body clock. Right? It's a it's our circadian rhythm, which is actually our day night cycle, completely regulated through the um, either absence of blue light or blue light in the environment. So when the blue light comes into that melanopsin receptor and activates, sends a signal to our brain. Our brain then instructs, um, particularly hormonal functions, to occur. So that will particularly blue light will then Um, activate the release of adrenaline and cortisol, which is actually quite necessary for us to have in our system during the day. That's what makes us feel awake and alert um, and active during the daytime. And then at nighttime, the sun sets. And then the way we've been evolved over hundreds of thousands of years, the system has evolved this way that the sun sets, there is no more blue light in the environment. The only um, natural light sources we have are fire. Fire is yellow, orange, and red um, frequencies. So the blue light is um, now void. And so that what that does in that um, that pathway is the melanopsin receptors are no longer really activated under that blue light. So then that will then start to lower the cortisol and adrenaline and allow our um, our melatonin, which is our sleep hormone, to rise. And so what that means is then if we've got um, high levels of melatonin, it allows us to get into a more deep and restful sleep and stay asleep. Um, however, the modern lifestyles we live in now is the sun sets and what do we all do we well we don't want right. to just live in the live in the dark right so we turn on all these artificial light sources and particularly in the modern world we're in now all pretty much i'd say all artificial light sources are now an led based light source um and what that means is essentially it's a, a new modern type of lighting which is um very, very high in the blue light frequency, extremely high. That's the more dominant frequency in these lighting, light sources. And blue light is perceived as more like a bright white light to humans. So if anything that's a bright white light will be extremely high in the blue light and it will have very little of the yellows, orange and red hues that we get from natural light sources in nature. And so our ancestral brain and that system that I talked about, the melanopsin receptors and the ancestral um, system in our brain has no concept of that blue light from the artificial light source being different than the sun. It just thinks the sun's up. It thinks it's daytime still. So it continues to do exactly what it's designed to do is to keep you awake and alert because it's right. its like it's like solar noon essentially is the frequencies it's getting through the eyes.
0: Okay, so so having the... Wrong kind of light, i.e., intense blue light, going into our eyes, and at nighttime is causing total chaos, basically, in our systems.
1: Absolutely. So it's just causing uh, the like circadian rhythm mismatch. Essentially, your brain is your body is designed to work on a twenty four hour cycle in alignment with the sun, day and night it's just completely confused it has no time right. concept of what the actual time of the day is anymore so we we use a clock to understand us like um but our body uses light and we're now just com- we're just changing the time all over the place and it just doesn't know the right. what, what it needs to do. because it's it's on cycles it knows uh, at this time of the, the night i need to do this and at this time i need to do that it's got a schedule it works to and we're right. just completely disrupting. So next it would schedule. be
0: like if we were wearing a watch and every time we looked at it, it was 1230 in the afternoon,
1: <laughs> Even, no matter yeah. what
0: time it was.
1: It would yeah. like be such a brain.
0: Yeah, yeah we totally it was... mess with our heads. We'd have no idea where to go, where to be. And so our body is the same thing. We're pumping cortisol when we want to be sleeping. And we're like, so it's almost like we're putting ourselves in hyperdrive with no off switch constantly yeah. like running the engine without ever turning it off
1: and then we eventually turn it off right and then it's like well hold on a minute like it went from like noon to like the middle of the night where was like it yeah. was all we was right. the, like where was like the late afternoon and going into the evening with the sunset and stuff like that it's just there's all these just bounces around it's not a because light frequencies during the day change as the sun gets higher in the sky the blue light gets stronger and, and, and more intense. And then as we come into the later evenings, that's why you notice like sunrise and sunset has a lot more red, red hues mm-hmm. in it. Right. Um, so, and our bodies take in all those different frequencies and different, different amounts and it, it it continues to check in and it sync that t- clock up. Right. It's been that's season, so, so
0: true. And like the, the way the light moves through the day, it is a very gradual process. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. like super bright, and then the mid-afternoon light is a little different. the early evening yeah. light is a little different, and we basically are giving ourselves
1: and just so you, one yeah. one version of it. And you think about what most people do. So first of all, so that's the issue in the in the evening, right? So we're, we're bombarded with LED lighting from overhead light sources uh phones tvs any kind of devices anything digital was now just bomb even if you just open the fridge right it's just
0: yeah.
1: straight into <laughs> the eyes um so so we're, we're completely confusing the brain there and thinking it's like midday and then eventually we turn the lights off and then maybe eventually we get to sleep and we probably have most likely suboptimal sleep because research shows our bright um bright amounts of blue light will suppress melatonin um up to like 95%, a dim amount of blue light will suppress melatonin up to 80% even. So you're having wow. significantly lowered melatonin levels. Now, does that mean you want sleep? Not necessarily, because sleep is a very complex um, subject and there's many factors yeah. that actually go into sleep. But what I can guarantee is you'll have suboptimal deep yeah. sleep. So you yeah. may feel like you got good sleep. You may have felt like you were unconscious for eight hours. That's potentially yes but did you actually get restorative sleep well this the research will show no you didn't yeah. because your melatonin was
0: and yeah different. also i like how do you feel when you wake up in the morning like i used to sleep yeah. 10 hours a night and wake up feeling awful yeah
1: yeah That's i right. think
0: of it as like the running the dishwasher like you can turn the dishwasher on but if only a trickle of cold water comes out like it's, it's on but it's not yeah. really doing the job i was <laughs> yeah. like So yeah, Um, like I'm unconscious, I'm in my bed, but all of those things that are supposed to be happening while I'm asleep are not not happening.
1: Yeah, and then what do we do first thing in the morning? Well, well, most people will grab their phone and that's like, they're literally like, okay, so you've gone from like, it's dark. So your circadian clock is thinking, yeah and then you go and put a phone straight in your face then it thinks it's mid solar noon again <laughs> like it's like yeah. <laughs> there's so much blue light here it just completely skips sunrise and mid-morning and all those sort of things and go straight into like right. um cortisol and adrenaline overload and that's why we're li- living adrenals are just in this hyper-stressed state constantly and that leads to like that tired but wired feeling and, mm-hmm. and people with like anxiety creeps in and these are all kind of symptoms of like the you know the wakefulness hormones the adrenals the stress hormones just being constantly elevated through the wrong types of light and and then the so it's essentially your sympathetic nervous system just constantly being activated but the parasympathetic the rest and digest is just not getting that it's just not activating how it should be and that when it's supposed to have particularly the the like the removal of certain frequencies to allow the you know the, the the state of relaxation to come on more. Yeah. Um. I guess we haven't really talked about like melatonin. Yeah, it is a sleep hormone, but it's like so much more than that. And I, know I think that's been touched on in your podcast before about actually what melatonin is. And yeah. um, we you know we call it the sleep hormone, but it's actually a you know it's a hormone that floods the body whilst you sleep, and it does so much more. You know, it's one of the most powerful antioxidants in the body. Um, so it's doing all the repair to the body while you sleep right it's cleaning up free radicals it's um you know cellular damage has been repaired and melatonin is a key hormone that's used for that so if you kind of unravel all that argument and go oh i sleep fine like i sleep perfect and i get heaps of blue light at night the argument is well that's cool but i but biology says your melatonin is suppressed by 90% so What's your long-term health status going to be when your body's not going through the repair mechanisms it should be doing every night with the use of melatonin?
0: Right, that's a really good point too, right? Because I think a lot of us hear circadian rhythm, and I certainly did when I first encountered this information. I was like, oh yeah, I think about circadian rhythms when I'm jet lagged. Yeah, you know, I got to get get back on the time zone, and that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of it, right? And Mm. because of what we're learning about melatonin and other, you know, the importance of of high quality sleep to to health it's like oh like a dysregulated circadian rhythm it screws up everything like yeah every process in the body relies to some extent on on us being regulated yep. to our light absolutely. environment
1: mm, absolutely
0: okay so you you find the, the light piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. It changes your life. You're like piecing, (laughs) piecing together what you can find to try and still do your job and live in the modern world without having insomnia and migraines. Um, okay. So when did, when did you realize like was it were you did you then start trying to find a way to light your home that wasn't going to kill you or what would happen next
1: <laughs> well from that point I was like yeah like I kind of left off as was like I can't I need to like tell the world about this like this is this is nuts like I was like in such a poor state of health and I've like completely turned it around and so I just I just like that's when I started my business I just stood up a website and I was like I'm just gonna like Import like you know how I bought those glasses for 20 bucks. Well, I'm gonna buy like 50 of them and I'm just gonna start a website. And I'm gonna start like educating people and everyone's gonna come and they gonna buy them. And I'm gonna like help all these people, right? <laughs> like I started it, like people were like, You are nuts, you are crazy. Okay. What are you doing? Like, because it's 20 it's 2015, no one knows what I'm talking about. So yeah. it was like kind of like, oh, it's like, okay this is when the world's not quite ready for this sort of stuff, right? Like, But yeah. I was like, I was persistent. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to continue to build out a website, write blogs mm-hmm. and talk about it. And um, yeah. So from that point, I guess I just continued to like research and then was like, okay, well, so f- for a number of years, we just sold glasses and that was kind of thing and started to get a little bit of traction. People were like, Oh yeah, I kind of get what the issue is mm-hmm. here. Like we were, we were very much in the infancy of the digital age back then. I, mean, I think it was like the iPhone two or three and yeah. now we're like, you know, the iPhone 15. So a lot's happened since then. Like it wasn't so commonplace for people to have smartphones and it wasn't, there wasn't big screens everywhere. So, and led lighting wasn't um, throughout the homes at this point, it was still right. a lot of inc- incandescent. So it wasn't as much of a problem. So I guess that's why it, it was hard to, to, to show people when not all of their lives was consumed through um, different light sources or being just like bathed in all this lighting. But really? I guess I was persistent at it. And then a few years in, I was just sort of sitting there and I was like, I, you know, myself getting a little bit annoyed with the, the glasses and having to put them on all the time and stuff. And I was just like looking up at our lights and we just moved into a new house.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: and it just, and I was like looking at the lights, like like, these are very odd lights. Like they're not, cause they're they're kind of like, in Australia and New Zealand they have these like recessed sealed lightings and uh, lights so like, that don't take a light bulb and I was like I'm sure that can't be good eh like <laughs> and I was like I was like what about and I was like sitting with my glasses and I was like what about though like if I stopped it at the source I was like looking at it and I was like this is now the biggest problem in my environment it's like it, the screens are a problem and everything but like there's a lot of lights in my house that all get turned on at, at night and now like, it's quite easy just to walk away from the screen or just limit your screen time but now I've got a whole house full of these lights and I can't live in the dark I've got stuff to do in the evening and I was like well how about we try and solve this problem that was kind of what I thought I was like I'm sure I can come up with a solution that um makes it so I don't have to continue to walk around with my glasses everywhere in the house right and
0: Yes. Cause um, so, I'm with you. I, the blue blockers are amazing. Like when I want to um, watch a movie on a yep. Friday night or uh, you know, if I try to turn my laptop off before it gets dark, but occasionally there's a deadline or something you have to have yep. it on. Like I, those blue blockers, we have a basket of them, orange lenses for the night, like absolutely save your life. But yes, for, for walking around my home, um, I would prefer it. I would prefer to not have to have them on. Yeah, Cause that's. Cause it,
1: yeah. You take them off and then you're like, Oh, where are they again? And you're like, yeah. Oh no, the lights are like, it just becomes this big. And, and I'm the like, dog exactly chews the like,
0: them. And then the kids step <laughs> on the. <laughs> yeah.
1: There is definitely a time and a place for the glasses. And I still um, think that to this day. And, yes. and for most of those use cases, you said it's like, I've got to go on a screen. I've got to do this. I want to watch a movie or mm-hmm. I'm traveling or like, yeah. there's a whole bunch of use cases, but If you're able, if you're fortunate enough to have like circadian friendly lighting in your house, it just makes your lifestyle at home so much easier to just get around without having to stress out about like turning on a light and then not having your glasses and that sort of stuff. So yeah, I sat there and was like, okay, well, I have known nothing about creating light bulbs, but I'm going to work it out. So (laughs) I sat there for quite a while and just um, working with lighting engineers and really getting to understand just what makes up our modern lighting and what the problems are with it and how can we, how can we solve them? How can we reverse engineer it? So it doesn't have those problems. And there are a number of problems with our modern lighting beyond blue light. Um, um, so I had to kind of sit there and look at them and I can kind of run through what they are. Yeah. So what are
0: the other problems? So there's, okay. So there's what you were talking about earlier, like the color of the light is like this, like super intense white, which is bluish white light.
1: Yeah. And then, so so there's the color. So, what else? Yeah. So, interestingly, though, and that just to add to that is like, we actually had warm white in our house. Like, and I'm like, this is not warm. Like, (laughs) that is a little bit of the argument that we people are like, I don't need your lighting. We've got warm white. And I'm like, nah, like, Mm. like we've got, I've got like very expensive spectrometers and stuff now. And I'm like, have to show people, I'm like, this is your warm white. There's a huge spike in the blue. It's, it's, it is, it is less, but I mean, it's still, um, physiologically a lot more than what you should well be what you should be getting anyway. And right. it's still having that same effect. So, so, so just a warm white, cool white, whatever white, as long as if it's an LED standard conventional light, it's got lots of blue light in it. It's not good for us. Um, for all those reasons we've talked about, but beyond that, one of the other big problems we see is flicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what flicker is, is flicker is your light source turning off and on very, very quickly. Um, In most cases, you won't see it. Like, as the human eye will not be able to see it. But what it actually is, is all our lighting runs on. Um, All our mains power is AC, which is alternating current. Mm -hmm. And our lighting is on that as well. And what that is, is essentially... the way that the power is moved from a substation into your home is they have to like pulse it down the line. It makes it much more efficient to get it from the substation into your house. And so they're pulsing it at a frequency to do that. And the frequency they're pulsing it's normally like 50 or 60 Hertz. And mm-hmm. that means it's pulsing on and off about well, 100, to, 100 to 120 times a second. And so what that means for your light source, and particularly LED lighting is more prone to having issues, is because the light source itself is digital. So It's either on or off it's either got power and it's on and it's it's producing light or it doesn't and it's off and it's not producing light so what that means is um you've got a light bulb plugged into your mains power you've got power coming in which is pulsing 120 times a second the light is turning on and off 120 times a second and what's the issue with that well it's a very unnatural light source to the to the um to us as humans, because there's nothing in nature that pulses like that. The sun is a direct current light that's just on constantly producing heat and light. So on sub
0: level, it's like, like to ourselves, it's like a strobe light or something where it's just like this really intense stimulation that we're not consciously aware of, but it's still affecting our physiology on some level.
1: Yeah, so it, it causes a stress response as well. Okay. And so it's it's essentially a flickering light source. I don't know if you've ever been into like a nightclub or whatever, and it's, yeah. it's intense strobe. Light. It's like light. it's essentially causing that same response, which is, and if you go to the like the, the far end of the scale of like um, symptoms of it, it's like uh, epilepsy, right? Like they really yes. yeah respond very sensitive to that type of light, specifically a strobe light. So if you're light, if you're just under this light lighting constantly and it's constantly doing it's constantly causing a low level of stress in the body combined with the blue light as well it's like this it's just like it's all combining together to just make the problem worse and um the issue the the, the main issue as well is it actually also introduces like headaches migraines and eye strain as well which are also symptoms of like overexposure to blue light so it's like the actual the symptoms and crossover are very similar so um, you put them both together, and the compounding effect is is not great to of to wow. a, a light source to be under. Um, and we didn't really have as much of an issue with our older type of incandescent type lighting.
0: Mm-hmm. The reason
1: for that was that type of lighting is uh, heat source type lighting. So I like to call yeah. it like analog analog type lighting. It's um, yeah. there's filaments inside it that get heated up, and the heat produces light. So when the light that the electricity is pulsing in the the filament can't completely cool down and shut off because um right. yeah it, it's taking it it, it is it, there is actually flicker in incandescent lighting believe it or not a lot of people think there's no flicker in it there is it does go up and down in brightness slightly but it's not a such a harsh on and off like we get from the right. LEDs. So it's yeah really... that's true
0: because when you when you turn off an incandescent bulb, yeah, it does take a few seconds. You can kind yeah. of watch it before yeah. it's fully Before it's fully dark, right? Okay, so that reduces the the flicker. So we're really living in a perfect storm where the rise of tablets, laptops, smartphones, and the (laughs) um, rise of the LED light bulb kind of coalesced over the last sort of 10 years to create a monumentally bad situation for
1: our bodies. Yeah. And there's one more thing you can actually throw into the mix there, into the cocktail of um, inappropriate lighting is is EMFs, right? So EMFs are right. a very big problem with modern lighting as well. So when we talk about EMFs, like a lot of people think like Wi-Fi or uh, mm-hmm. radio, radio frequencies. That actually is an issue with a lot of lighting as well because it's smart lighting as well, right? So they've got like Wi-Fi transmitters in every single light bulb. But that's not the main issue we look at is we're looking at um, like magnetic fields, electric fields, and dirty electricity, which are all kind of different frequencies that, again, we're biologically probably not appropriate to be around, like these um, yeah, frequencies that are actually causing harm to ourselves as well. And so a lot of the modern lighting is, um, well, anything that's kind of plugged into a mains power will have, um, magnetic and electric fields um, to, a, to a degree. But the issue with a lot of the poorly made cheap lighting is it will emit at a very far distance, like right within the field of where you are. So again, it's mm. like, it's, it's weakening your cells. It's weakening your immune system. Um, there's plenty of research around what these type of um, EMFs do and it's just not beneficial to our health. And now if you put like 40 of these light bulbs through your house, you're just living right. in this like, this like um unnatural kind of um frequencies that we just really shouldn't be exposed to on right. top of the blue light on top of the flicker. So right. um so if you kind of like right. looking at all aspects of like health and going, well, do I want because you could you could like go, well I've got a like a light bulb that has no blue light in it. But it's like, well does it flicker and does it have EMS? Cause then is the net effect still like it's probably yeah, it's it's slightly better, but like is it actually going to make a, um, you know, notable difference to yeah. your health outcomes if you're still exposed to that day in, day out?
0: Whoa. And so, and this is why, you know, I think it's so important to understand health through the lens of, of quantum biology, right? Because if you understand, if you understand human systems from a quantum level, then you look at all this and you're, you know, it'd be like, it would be the way, you know, we feel about living in a moldy environment or living next to a toxic waste dump. Which we're like, Oh my God, no, like that's so yeah. bad. You can't live <laughs> in that. Um, yeah. but these, these invisible frequencies or these light frequencies tend to get dismissed because most people don't understand the, the quantum functioning of the human system. And so once you understand that, like these, it becomes very clear how damaging these things are.
1: I think people find it hard to understand when it's like you can't see it so it's not like affecting you it's like oh you can't see the flicker or you know can't see the frequencies of like the electric fields or the wi-fi or stuff so now that's definitely it's definitely not that like that's doing this to me sort of thing people are quite in denial about that yeah um it's not until you can actually physically see something like it's like quite interesting if we like i've got all these meters i'll take a flicker meter around to someone's house it's not until you like put the flicker meter on and it makes a noise, like you're like, here's this your light bulb and it's going crazy. And here's yeah. this, and they're like, oh, holy shit, like what what is that sort of thing? Yeah. It's like it start, the brain can actually start to go, oh, hold on. I can actually hear or see something showing me a difference in the two.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And those those instruments are really good for measuring it. And then and then we can put the pieces together and be like, okay. And I, you know, I think too with the denial. And I and I understand this and I felt like this as well, right? Like there's just so much stuff that's bad for us. We're like, what another thing, yeah. <laughs> another thing. Yeah. However, what I think the great good news is is that light is relatively easy. I mean, the and EMFs are they're a little trickier, but still it's like yeah. once we know we can we can get a handle on it, we can create an environment that is supportive of our health. And so you set out to make a light bulb or to make a range of light bulbs. That addressed the the color temperature, the flicker, and the EMF. So, yeah. thank you, because <laughs> now I can do a podcast on this and just and instead of being like, "Sorry, you're all screwed," incandescent yeah. bulbs are now illegal in the United States, and LEDs are killing you. Okay, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> no, there are yeah. there are solutions. So, one solution could be to just you know light candles but I think most of us are, that's not quite practical. So let's talk about the light bulbs. So, um, I think that conversation can feel overwhelming too, right? Cause as you were talking about most homes now come with this recess lighting in the ceiling. So you've got like I don't know. There's probably fifty light bulbs, like just on the downstairs level of my house, and I'm like, oh my god, I got to change all those light bulbs. But actually, but but we don't, right? It's like if we keep those off, and then have your light bulbs in strategically placed lamps and low lighting,
1: that's a good solution, right? Yeah. Well, there's different degrees of like, yeah, like to the different scales of like how far you can take it, or you might slowly move over time. But yeah, like. To start with, like one or two light bulbs right. is like perfect because, like, the idea is like once you're um in the you know once you get to the evening and you've like maybe had dinner and you're just relaxing, you actually want to shut off all your overhead lighting anyway. And having like a couple of strategically placed lamps around the place is more than enough lighting. Like, I feel like people who have got used to this like over illuminated environments we live in we, uh, you go into some houses like 10 lights on in this one room I'm like how why why do we need that most light yeah. like yeah like it's you'd be surprised what one light bulb can how much it can light up a room like particularly yeah. just in a, a lower lit space because like the idea is you should be bringing the brightness down you should be not having light come from overhead it should be more, like eye level and below if you're trying to like almost like replicate like how how it would be in nature but like I mean, yeah, like a couple of light bulbs is a great place to start. And from there, it's like looking at all the different ways that we do interact with light in the evening and you can start to um, get, I guess, to make life a bit more convenient. You can create your environment to be a bit more convenient to use, I would say. So like you can start to go, okay, well, we do use our bedroom in the evening a bit, so we might swap out the overheads in there as well just to make life a bit easier, particularly if I get up like, early in the morning and I do want to turn on the lights, but I don't want like this bright white light. Um so I can actually turn on and have a more um warmer light to use in the morning or the evening. Uh then you could start to look at things like, you know, like motion night lights down your hallway. So you can just like walk in it it that's like guides you down your hallway. Those are like other cool techniques. Right. As
0: opposed to leaving a light on, you could just have those little motion ones. Yep. And so what color are those? Are those like orange or red or
1: So we've got like, yeah, I guess if someone landed on our website and on our lighting page, you'll be like, whoa, I'm actually quite overwhelmed as well because we've Mm -hmm. been doing it now for like eight years, right? So we've kind of slowly built things out over time and created all these different solutions. But there are, there's amber and red, and a lot of people are like, what's the difference? Like, why would I want amber or why would I Mm -hmm. want red? And so um, easiest way to differentiate too is um, the amber ones block all the blue light for the reasons we've already talked about. The red ones block all the blue light, but they also block, the green light frequencies and people are okay why, do, why am i blocking the green light as well you haven't really talked about green light at all <laughs> and the reason we talk about green light a little bit so there was a piece of research done in 2005 and what that looked at was all the different light frequencies and how much or what to what degree melatonin was suppressed
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so they didn't just look at blue they looked across all the frequencies and so blue light um, is, measured in, um, so is measured in nanometers. So the wavelengths are measured in nanometers, and they, so blue light ranges from four hundred to five hundred nanometers. And so in the study, they found the peak disruption of melatonin was at four hundred and sixty-four nanometers. So that's pretty much just up, just past midway of the blue um, blue light frequencies. So that's where the peak disruption is happening. And just believe it or not, like all our lights that we have in our home guess what frequency of blue they are. They're like, they're like at their highest around four hundred and 55 to 465 nanometers so right in the middle of that peak disruption zone is right where all our lighting is produced is like so your typical
0: led light bulb that you would go that you would buy you know at the hardware store or whatever Mm -hmm. um is like peak circadian disruption
1: Absolutely. Yep. Your phones, everything. It's like I feel like it's a little bit of a setup here, right? Yeah, like we really couldn't have made it. (laughs) We couldn't have made it any worse. Okay. Um, but anyway, so back to like that kind of study. And so it was a what actually ended up the results was a big bell curve. So the peak of that bell curve was at the 464 nanometers, and then it came back down the other side of the bell curve. And blue light finishes at the 500 nanometer mark. Well, the curve was still back on its way down right through to 550 nanometers so green light ranges from 550 to 570 so about three quarters of the green light spectrum does suppress our melatonin by a significantly less degree than blue light but it's having an impact so if you're looking at that and going well most biohackers and health nuts want to be optimal right they're like well if there is going to be some level of degree of suppression of melatonin here, I don't want that. Like, get, get that out of my life. Right. So, <laughs> right. that's where like the hardcore people will have the red lights. All right. And like, okay. Well, and I'm not suggesting like you go and you fit out your whole home in like red lights and like look like a brothel or anything like that. But like, there's different degrees. Right. Like, like, for example, we have amber lights throughout most of our house and we'll use them in the early evening while we're cooking, mm-hmm. while we're just doing task based stuff. Then we switch all that off, and like for example, our bedside lamps, a couple of lamps in our bathroom, and a couple of lamps in our living area are all the red lighting. So we kind of just like slowly so that it's like early evening is amber, so until like the sun right sets and gets more further down. So we just take it one step further into the red later on in the evening, you know, at least an hour before bed, we have no blue or green light exposure at all. And I guess it just allows things to be more optimal. Mm -hmm. And but like Again, it's not an, a necessity, but, like, it is really good, and it is really good to have red light if you need to get up in the middle of the night because you don't want any disruption to your right. melatonin. If you have to get up to go to the bathroom or you've got kids or a new morning you have to attend to anything in the middle of the night, like, I really – if you have to use, like, the, the amber light, it's okay, but, like, the red is going to be so much better because it's just going to yeah. allow you to drop back into that sleep, um, back into your sleep a lot quicker.
0: Okay. All right. So this is really good. So, so big picture, what we're trying to do is to keep our indoor lighting as close to possible as sort of what's happening outside, which is like a gradual change in the brightness and a gradual change in the color temperature of the light. Yep. Okay. So I'm listening to this podcast and then I'm like, Oh my God, I have to... <laughs> my light bulbs are terrible. <laughs> so, um, and we've kind of touched on it, but like, but let's go over it again. So step one would be to identify a few key lamps that you use in the evening and order, um, a nice Amber light bulb.
1: Yep. Either, for those either. Lamps. Okay. Get a lamp if you don't have one. <laughs> to yeah. start with or, or we sell like integrated lamps as well with another option where it's just like an all- in one solution right. the light and the lamp. But the idea is at least have a couple of light sources that can take either take one of our light bulbs that are just in a lamp form sort of thing that you can position on a you know near your couch or wherever you mm-hmm. wherever you hang out in the evening, you just want to have a bit of light. yeah, okay. that would be step one.
0: That would be step one. And then yeah. as you get close to to bedtime so in the in the bedroom, then you want to move into into a more red light yep.
1: okay yep. So and you, this so is you, where
0: um okay, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say so you might just most people have bedside lamps, so you might just yeah. install a couple of red light bulbs in your bedside lamps.
0: okay. so yeah so we have we have red light bulbs in our bedside lamps and then we have more kind of orangey lights. I guess they're probably more amber in the yep. overhead fixture um that I try not to turn on like but I use in the evening but not later in the night. Um but you also have a couple products that I love which is the little the little clip on it's like a the little spot. the little book light yeah. reading light like that you used to see um but it's red.
1: Mm. And it yep. charges
0: in the wall. It does you know, so you just charge it up and then you clip it on your book. And I find like in those, that last half hour where I'm reading before bed, I even like, even the lamp feels like a lot, but I just, I love these little red book lights and then you just stick them in your purse. And then no matter mm. where you are, if you're traveling, you like, I yep. take it out, I clip it on the shelf in the bathroom in a hotel, like <laughs> yep. they're so good.
1: <laughs> yeah. You you want to see my suitcase when it's traveling, like one's just devoted to book lights, lamps, light bulbs, go all in one yeah, <laughs> and the clothes in the other. Um, but yeah, those things are like really <laughs> handy because it's like they're so they're battery operated, so they just you charge them like you charge your cell phone and then they've got like a really long life battery, but they're so versatile because A, they've got like three brightness settings on them. Um, mm-hmm. so you can kind of like adjust the brightness. And actually, our newest one, you can actually switch between red and amber in the same one so, <laughs> like fancy
0: yeah
1: and in between <laughs> red orange and amber so it's like three different modes in the same book light right this is now the the level of stuff we're trying to bring out just to help because before it's like oh i've got my red book light and my amber one and i don't know which one to use but yeah like you said like use cases like traveling you just want to go away for the night or something you mm-hmm. just like before we had them and we had our light bulbs i used to literally pack light bulbs with me when i went traveling and i'd yeah, go around I go around like the airbnb or the hotel and like change them all out and I then and then we'd leave and i'd forget to take them with us i was like oh god i forgot oh, my no, light bulb and then i'm like someone's gonna turn on that light and be, and like, be like what is <laughs> i did is that one time i
0: was staying um a friend of mine uh needed anyway i was staying in his house because i was watching all the children and he was out of town um And so I was staying at his house and then I packed up all my stuff, you know, I left and he came back from his trip and he (laughs) went to go to bed and he turned on his bedside lamp and he was like, what is this? this? I had forgotten. So I saw him out the next day and he was like, um, Meredith, did you uh, change my light bulb? I was like, oh, yeah, sorry (laughs) about And then yep. he was. And then he's like, "Is that for all this like circadian stuff you're that you're mentioned that you keep talking about?" I'm like, "Yes, that's what that was." Yep. I'm like, "Your your old light bulbs in the drawer of your bedside table should you need it?" He's like, "All right." I'm, <laughs> I'm like, "Those red light bulbs are hard to get. I'll like give them back. Give it back to me. I'll be happy to take it back." He's like, "Okay, okay." And then the next day he was like, "Actually, I'll keep it." Kind of <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's that and that's the thing I find with all of this stuff right it's like it's one thing to hear about it but when you actually try it you're like it's it really does like when you uh, like have the last hour or the last time of you know the last part of the day in more natural lighting or natural and then by that I mean lighting that's closer to what's happening outside um it just like there's it's kind of hard to explain but like the wind down period like mm. it just th- it feels it feels gentler it feels calmer like by the time i'm ready to go to sleep i'm like i'm out
1: yeah yeah and i don't think people realize like it, they don't right like we're not designed to stay awake hours and hours past sunset like we're artificially yeah. being kept awake by our light the lighting that we that we turn on and use to see right so like it's it's quite interesting when you see people that are used to that and they're like no 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 I'm like a night owl and like and then they start trying this and I'm like holy I just can't stay awake in the evenings but right? I'm so tired and it's like yeah that's that's how you're supposed to feel you're supposed to wind down yeah. it's, the evenings is supposed to be about relaxing winding down and then going to sleep not being like I stay awake until like one in the morning every night like it's yeah so that i a lot of people don't have the connection as to how they are being kept awake is actually right being artificially stimulated by all the lighting that they they're using to do that essentially
0: yes and you 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 do you get that kind of surge of adrenaline and you get Mm. like oh i get my second wind around eight o'clock and then i go 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 and it's like that's that's actually not natural, right? Like that is an, that is an artificially created wave of energy. (laughs) And yeah, I hear that all the time from our practitioners and Carrie Bennett, who teaches, um, in the certification, she always says that she's like, she calls them my night owls. She's like, I, I have so many clients who come in and they are diehard night owls. They swear they haven't, you know, 30 years they've been living as a night owl and they start to, um, Train and train their circadian rhythm, and they're like, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> get tired at <and> that <laughs> <Yeah>. early."
1: <laughs> but then it's the, really then the benefit, the benefit to that as well. On the other flip side, is like you actually wake up not long after sunset or uh, sunrise, right? And you, it's it's like easy to get up, like because you actually get good sleep. Like because we're now into this like normalized society as well that you kind of like you feel real tired and like you need to have like cup of coffee to get going yeah. in the morning and stuff like that's not normal either. It's like we're just like artificially now stimulating our body to kick back into like, yes, cortisol again and drill. And it's like yeah. they're just like constantly living off like artificial stimuli to allow the body to function, which is not, a, you know, once yeah. it, and once you get it's that, it's
0: unsustainable.
1: Of, At yeah. some point,
0: the crash is going to come. Yeah, correct. Yep. Maybe sooner, maybe later, but it will come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's true. And the flip side of that, that, evening, that gradual evening wind down is that um when I go outside in in the early morning light, sometimes I'm out at sunrise, sometimes I sleep a little longer. But when I do go out in that early morning light, yeah, it's like a gradual sort of tingly feeling. And then, you know, I have a cup of coffee, but not, but you know, like an hour hour and a half after I've yep. woken up. Mm. Um, and it's just to like get in the in the habit of feeling the natural rhythm yep. of the body and the way the body feels when it's living the way it's supposed to.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like, yeah. oh, this is really different. Yeah. I died like, yeah, it's it's a little bit it's surprising to realize how far we've pushed ourselves outside mm-hmm. of the the frame of where we're meant to be.
1: Yeah. It's an interesting one because it's like some people are like, oh so you're kind of like, oh well, so we shouldn't like live in like the modern world and like, do we need to like go back to caveman days? I'm kind of like, no, no, no. Like, technology is great. It's like done so many things for advancement yeah. of humanity, right? But like, it's just like finding ways to, like, interact, interface with it so it doesn't have such detrimental effects. And so like, we're like, we're not saying you need to turn all your lights off and live in the dark, but it's like just, just, just alter things slightly, and yes. you can still live that. You can still live that environment, that lifestyle you want, but it's just going to be slightly more swung towards like the net how it should, how our bodies should be naturally behaving and how our biology is designed to work. Because if you don't, you're just going to be on an uphill battle. Yeah. Forever sort of thing. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. yeah,
0: And that's a good point too. Like it doesn't take much, like we're not saying like, Oh, you have to overhaul everything. Right. Like having a little, going to your website and buying the little red reading light, I think it's like 28 US dollars. It's not a huge investment. And like using that in the last hour before bed and going outside in the morning instead of looking at your phone, like just those two things alone can yeah. have a huge, huge impact. Yeah. And so I I, I do like to repeat that because for people who are new to this, it, you know, you don't want to like totally overwhelm yourself, but like just do what you can do. And I yep. think your products are so helpful for that. So let let us know how we can find them. So it's blockbluelight.com. Is that right?
1: Yep. So just blockbluelight.com. Um, we've got many different sites like for different regions. But if you just go to that website, you'll get redirected if you're in Australia or New Zealand or UK or Europe or stuff. But yeah, go to blockbluelight.com. Um, yeah. So we've got a lighting section on there. Lots of different products on there. Um, yeah. particularly for the us market now we've started to do like you know like the um the br30 bowls for the can lights we're doing like retrofit uh recessed lighting for can lights and stuff like that as well um but beyond that beyond the actual products Mm -hmm. on our website we've got a whole bunch of resources and like blog articles like I've spent in the last eight years writing blogs on this sort of stuff. So there's about... Oh, like a, fabulous. Like about 150 different articles and they delve into all sorts of things on light and different aspects of light and all sorts of... Oh, so, that's
0: great. We yeah, should link like, to those in in our portal. I don't think we do, but
1: that's good. No, that's a very good resource. Um, but yeah. beyond that, if someone's new to it all and they're like come to our website and they're like, oh my God, like what is all this? Like um, we've got like a live chat function. So just like chat to us on like Messenger or send us an email. Like, got a whole support team and they're all like trained by yourself here so like they oh, know what fantastic. they're talking about um so we yeah we're, we're very um open to like if someone wants to explain like hey like this is my situation like what do you recommend like for lighting because like obviously we've got different these all different combinations of stuff right through mm-hmm. to the person who's just like hey i'm all in like and they want to like fit out yeah. their whole house they're like okay yeah i was I gonna get, say
0: like- that it, we were to, i was scaling it down for the person who but yeah if you're like if you're in the middle of renovating or building a house and you want it to be circadian optimized you could really go to town right and just like do
1: the whole thing yeah like send us your your house plans and we'll like put recommendations on where your lights can go and stuff because we have things like strip lighting and stuff like that so you can do strip lighting under your like kitchen splashback and bathroom vanities you can get quite um creative and inventive with it all so yeah so we kind of started to try and think about everything so yeah, because the like kitchen
0: it's... is a yeah. The kitchen is tricky. Is in the winter we're often still in there, mm. depending what hemisphere you live in. But it's dark so early.
1: Yeah, yeah correct. Yep. Um, to, so it's
0: yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. Well, once again, I really recommend people to go there. And you do also sell blue blocking glasses. I haven't fully covered yeah. those on the podcast, but I've mentioned them a lot. So yeah. if someone Every- is Watching a screen,
1: yeah, I use them are. mostly
0: for watching TV or yeah. or yeah.
1: We haven't really covered the whole aspect of daytime and blue light, but that's that's probably a whole nother topic around yeah. <laughs> aspect because we even we even can go into like we actually do lighting for daytime as well, which does have blue light in it, right? Like blue light right. isn't something yeah. that should be villainized, then you should. Like it's not like you need to remove it from your life completely because it is mm-hmm. actually essential for our ability for our neurotransmitters and mood regulation, energy regulation, all that sort of stuff. So we've got a lot of information on that on our website too. But certainly you need to look at. Don't take all this information that you just want to block it all completely. Because yes. that's, a, that's a common misconception that people will start. Right. To be like, oh, I Need to put these on like oh it's everywhere like during the day and like because like you can actually start to cause more problems than good if like yeah if you. Not, don't get enough light during the day you'll start to lower your um, dopamine and serotonin um and your cortisol will drop too low you'll feel like unmotivated tired you will you'll do the opposite right, you'll, think, right. You'll, make your, you'll make your brain think it's nighttime during the middle of the day because right. there's no blue light so i just preface that but there's we you know we do have a bunch of information around that and that, a lot of that plays into also it's like the eye strains headaches and migraines that people get mm-hmm. and stuff there is Absolutely, that is kind of linked to the overexposure of blue light. Um, we see the prevalence of like those clear clear lens blue blocking glasses that are like on Amazon for twenty bucks. I would just probably, without going into too much detail, probably avoid them. Like it's like yes, they're just not founded on any science, and they're not going to do anything for it. yes anything. Apart yeah. From so just- the
0: rule of thumb with a, with the blue blocking glasses is a, if they're genuinely blocking blue light, they're going to have dark orange or reddish lenses, and b you only want to wear those dark orange or reddish lenses when it's dark out or as it's getting dark because it's going to tell your body it's nighttime so if it's daytime you don't want to wear them even if you're on your computer or
1: in harsh lighting yeah the caveat to that there are proper daytime glasses you can buy which are like a yellow tint or i wouldn't say a clear clear clearish tint that are designed just to reduce the those right frequencies of blue light down so then you don't get those symptoms but they know but then on the counter then they're rubbish for nighttime. They're not going to help you with your sleep. So it's kind of like finding the, it's all about context and about like the right type of that. The quantities of blue light that you should and shouldn't be getting at the different times of the day and night and using appropriate, uh, light filtering technology to either completely remove it or just reduce it by a certain amount. Um, yeah, but you kind of nailed it. Don't, don't wear the, anything that's orange or red shouldn't be worn during the daytime.
0: Okay. But they, but they're great for the evening. Um, Yes. And that's it. And I am so grateful for you coming on and explaining this all to us.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Um, awesome to be here. And yeah, like I said, just read, if anyone has any questions, just um, feel free to shoot us a message and we'll get back to you.
0: Okay. Perfect. Thanks yes. so much, Daniel.
1: Thank you. Cheers.
0: This has been the Quantum Biology Collective podcast. To find a practitioner who works from this point of view, visit our directory at quantumbiologycollective.org. If you are a practitioner, definitely check out our applied quantum biology certification to consider as part of your continuing education plan. You can also just jump into our email community. We'd love to hear from you. Again, that's at quantumbiologycollective.org.